Welcome back, Love Letter listeners. Today we have Fairfax High School students Arvind and Yashivi. They are the co-hosts of their own podcast called Behind the Story, where they talk about the true crime behind some of cinema's most frightening horror films. I am Yashivi Pasini. My pronouns are she, her. And I co-host a paranormal podcast with my best friend called Behind the Story, and um, I think it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Arthur Raghunathan. My pronouns are he, him. Also, I co-host the podcast with Yeshvi. <laughs> it's very fun. I really like it. I'm a designated skeptic because ghosts aren't real. Do you have a favorite ghost story? Oh, a favorite ghost story. Okay. Um, I've been waiting for this moment. Basically, I do. And it's called um, The Hook-Handed Man. I don't know. Have you heard it? Okay. Do, do I tell it? Do you want me to tell it? Please. Okay. So basically, there is a girl and she's driving along with her friend in this car and they hear and their their car runs out of gas. And so they have to pull over. And of course, in typical horror story fashion, they're in a wooded area and there's only one road that they're on, but then their, their gas breaks down. So the girl's like, okay, you stay in this car. I'm just gonna walk and we're just gonna hope that we find somebody who can help us. And so the, her friend is like, okay, yeah. And so she waits in this car and as she's waiting, she hears scratches um, on the car. So at first, you know, it just happens on her door and she thinks, oh no, maybe it's the wind, maybe it's like a branch hitting or something. Then it happens on her roof and she's like, okay, a little bit weirder. Maybe it's, you know, still a branch or something. But then it starts happening and um, like on her door and then it starts pulling at her handle, pulling at the handle of the door. And so she gets super freaked out, but her friend then comes. And so her friend comes and they, she found somebody Um, a mechanic shop up ahead and so she came with this guy and he was you know getting gas in their car and he goes it's not safe for you girls to be out right now there's there's a murder on the loose and what makes him so weird is that instead of one of his hands he has a hook and the girls go oh that's terrifying so they get the gas they go in the car and they drive home but when they get out of the car on the handle of the front of the passenger side there's a hook <laughs> Thank you for that. That was You're welcome. <laughs> for mine, like the urban legends just like that, which I have like are so spread around everywhere that have like 15 different types are definitely like my favorite too. Um on mine I'd probably have to go with the one that's like you know, you find like a missing person or a hitchhiker or something and like you drive them back to their home and then the, the you know the parent or someone's like they've been dead for 10 years and oh. then you have like some memorable clothing from them or something like how did how do I have this then yes that is um I think one of the scary stories to tell in the dark story. oh I I love those that was the first scary story book I ever read and so it has such an emotional attachment oh <laughs> I love that 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 is a great intro yeah So uh, 2020 happened. We ended our eighth grade very early because so we had to go virtual because of it. And summer comes around. We can't see anybody because you're in lockdown. 
And I have always had a very big interest in ghosts and demons, you know, paranormal things. And so I got this idea for a podcast where we talked about the true stories that inspire horror movies, because my favorite genre is horror. And I was like, but I don't want to do this alone. And so I texted Arvin and I was like, FaceTime me right now. And I got to tell you something. I have a really cool idea. So we FaceTimed. He was like on board. I made a whole presentation. I made a whole presentation about why he should join. And I was two slides in and he was like, yeah, we'll do this. Let's slide. <laughs> that sounds like a compelling pitch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you two are just now ending ninth grade yeah, yeah we are going into our 10th grade awesome you two have a real great grasp on how to podcast that's kind of <laughs> rare in teenagers but that's really cool yeah thank you it was just um it was a very interesting thing that we did we started it last year we didn't expect it to really go anywhere but we entered like now our season two and we have like over 700 listens we're in 20 different countries it's we we got way bigger than we thought we were going to that's incredible good for you thank you yeah hello how are you two doing today we're doing pretty good how are you Pretty excellent. I really appreciate your patience. Yeah, we thank you for coming on this time. We're both taking online summer classes. And so it was like, when when are you going to be free? Oh, no, I have this now. When can you do it? <laughs> I'm glad you're able to make the time. Thank you. Yeah. What classes are you taking right now? Uh, well, I am taking online gym because I don't want to take it in the school year. <laughs> so... <laughs> so you're taking it during a Virginia summer instead. That sounds yes. painful. You know, at least it's not, I get a free elective, so I'll take what I can get. Good point. What are you going to do instead? I'm taking film studies because I feel like it'll just be fun. And, you know, it's nice to have something that's just like enjoyable in the school day. Definitely. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I'm also taking online gym, but uh, for the free period, for the free elective next year. And then I'm also doing like a debate camp. Oh, that sounds like fun. What are your favorite topics to debate? Oh, well, so for the camp, we have like one plan that we're all debating about. Um, And there's like a few like counter plans that the other side can like provide. So I'd have to say my favorite is like the state's counter plan, which is by far the easiest because like, it's very easy to say like, oh, instead of the federal government doing this, the state's government should do it. So where are you two calling from? Uh, we are from Fairfax, Virginia, very close to DC. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, there are surprisingly a lot of movies that have been based on some some bit of truth. So we can, you know, get as much of that out, then we keep our theme for as long as possible. So far, what is your favorite episode? My favorite is probably um, either The Conjuring 1 or The Witches, the one we just recently did. Conjuring one because it's like our first episode it's you know when we first started out and the witches was just a great episode to have because we had like a guest uh we had a guest speaker on who you know taught us so much about the topic and I and I even got Yeshvi to concede that um my points were most likely correct in that there were no paranormal activities there which is a first for us yeah (laughs) I would say my favorite is also the witches just because it was 
it was a it was like a breakthrough episode for us because we had been emailing people you know throughout the year trying to be like hey would you want to come on you know we have a really cool topic and so we got you know this author of this really great book that I read a couple years ago and she won a Pulitzer Prize and she had a she was really reputable and she was like yeah we'll come on and we'll I'll teach you guys and it was like we were like oh my god that's this is great thanks <laughs> that's really cool so you've would you say so far you've had a really positive experience? Well, I'm I'm the main emailer. Everybody, every time it's an email, it's most likely coming from me. Um, pe- I've learned in all of this that people do not respond to emails. So it is, it is pretty hard to try to uh, get somebody. But I think as long as you are looking for the right people, you know, you don't want to reach out to some YouTuber who's got 11 million followers because they're they're most likely not going to respond or their agent is not going to respond. Right. And so you got to know what you need, but then also like who can be in your reach. That's what I've learned. <laughs> you know, we've done emailing to try to get promotions. We have um, a Twitter and an Instagram. So we, you know, promote through there. Uh, we do a couple, we do some calls sometimes with like different companies just to see like, hey, would you promote us? What would that be like? It's, I feel what, what I think we've learned the most from this podcast is how hard it is to promote something. You know, it's not just, you you can't just make a social media account and then, you know, within a week, you're going to have a hundred followers. Like that's, that's not how it works. And so it's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting journey for us to try to figure out, oh, how can we, how can we grow more? Right. And also like the sites that do put our podcast out are really great. And like, kind of you know bring it towards the top because we'll have like a lot of just randomly um someone from someplace where we don't know we didn't reach out they don't know like any of us just watch like all of our episodes in succession and we're like okay that's that's amazing and then you know it's because we find out like oh if you look at true crime we're like the third one there or you know something like that like the websites are really great at helping with that we use anchor to record and then we do like all the editing and like making sure everything's cohesive in the app. And then because, you know, which is when I was trying to figure out what service we were going to use to record this podcast, I researched so much about like, which, which one's like free, but also good. And it's not like the fake, like 30 day free thing. And then you have to pay. And so we found Anchor and it works great. And it got us on so many really, really big sites very quickly, like Spotify, and you know, Apple podcasts. And so you know, that's just been like our easiest way that also gave us so much. Is there anything that you can tell us about your upcoming season? Last season was just, I talk about paranormal stuff. Arvin talks about skeptic stuff. This season, we had a little bit more of, I like to say a plan. And our a whole season is about discovering um, if the human mind is so powerful that it creates these ghosts and demons, like they're not even real. Do we just create them as people? And so we've had a lot of fun going through our season, going through the episodes, and then just constantly arguing over whether this ghost was like an actual ghost. Arvin never believes it. Arvin always has some little medical or like money issue that he always uses. Because there's always evidence to prove it. <laughs> I love that you have that dynamic. That's how I think you make it work so well. Yeah, it's it was it's nice to do it with your friend because he understands how I can be a little bit, you know, oh, we need to do this now and we got to get this out now. And he just goes, yeah, okay, but we also have time so we can slow down a little bit. So I think you got to have somebody who can compliment you well 
and then understands how you work and then you understand how they work and then you can reach you know something that works pretty good okay so it stems from a teamwork aspect it sounds like yeah for sure what's your process like well we plan out our episodes beforehand so in terms of what movies we're going to do how the you know the episode is going to be formatted and then we kind of just go with it. We researched a lot. And then I go, can you record on Saturday at four? And he goes, yeah, sounds good. And then <laughs> we go from there. Okay. So is your timeline a pretty quick turnover? Yeah, I would say so. Since, you know, we are high schoolers, we do not have time in the actual like school year. So primarily we put out our most, most of our content between June, July, August, which is, you know, our summer break. And then we do a couple of special episodes throughout the school year just to, because it's fun for us too, you know, to be able to do something and just to talk about something else other than school or, you know, so it's, it's nice. Awesome. Are there any stories that I could ask you, like stories about Virginia? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I have a great knowledge of Virginia scary things, but more specifically, I know a lot of like, there's, because Virginia was big, like civil war, uh, area for the Confederates. There's a lot of these places that are haunted by, you know, the, uh, you know, Confederate soldiers, and then you hear something that sounds like a gunshot or something. And so I learned recently that there are actually a lot of um, haunted places in Virginia. And so I've been trying to research more about that. I've been trying to figure out too, if there are any movies that took place centered around that. Well, tragically, there are no movies that are set in <laughs> Virginia that are horror movies and are based on something true. I think the closest any horror movie got to Virginia was like there's one scene in the Silence of the Lambs where they like talk about UVA or something and that's like that's the extent of Virginia in you know the media and the horror world. Um, but I think there is um, like an, an asylum place down somewhere in like the Richmond area and it's like they all these big uh, ghost TV shows like Ghost Adventures and they all went there and they would do um, these little like, you know, ghost exploration uh, things there. And so I always try to get Arvin. I'm like, what if we can go to these places? And he never wants to go. Oh, <laughs> field trip time. Exactly. I he doesn't. He, awesome. For not believing in it, he's very scared. Yeah, it's very weird. I'm the skeptic, but I'm like the most scared of the paranormal. <laughs> so do you think that you're skeptical because you hope that they're not real? I guess in a way, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my way of being skeptic is like, okay, there's some evidence that they're not real. But like, it's also kind of the opposite where like, I'm kind of like scared because there's always that little thing in my brain that's like, what if they are? Right. How are you with nightmares? I used to, uh, when I was like a lot younger, when I, I couldn't watch any horror movies or anything because I would have nightmares for like days. Um, but then like, obviously, as I grew up, it was like, okay, then obviously things are not real. Everything is fine. So <laughs> it's not as bad now, but like, I feel like going to a place where like reported hauntings have happened is like pushing it a bit. Yeah, I'm kind of that. I think something most of our, our listeners don't really know because it's, you know, it's just a weird fact, but Arvin actually doesn't watch a lot of the movies that we cover. So he watches like our, our 
you know, really important ones. I feel like I have very strong opinions about horror movies since I watch so many. So I, I make him watch the ones that I believe are like, oh, you have to watch this. And it takes convincing, but it happens. And we do, <laughs> we do little like streaming parties to watch them. Okay. And it's, you know, they're fun, but it's, it's always interesting. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh. Me top five. Um, okay, I can give, I'll give my top three in no particular order. I would say um, Us is a great movie. Um, Hereditary, also a great movie. And um, The Conjuring, because that's a classic. It's a classic horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) So one out of the three are based on true stories. Yes. Okay, awesome. I mean, for the other two, I desperately hope they are not. But I know, <laughs> I know in um, Hereditary, they do go into a little bit of like, like uh, mythology there. So, you know, that's always a cool thing to talk about how that works out. So, <laughs> okay. Honestly, I still need to watch Hereditary. It is great. It is, <laughs> it is, it is a, it is a quality, scary movie. You said that this idea occurred over the pandemic and your quarantine situation. How long did it take for you to be like, I can't be locked inside anymore I need something to do (laughs) oh that came for me so quick it was like because very uh funnily our last day of school was my birthday so I went to I went to school you know everybody was like happy birthday and it was great and then I come home and it's the next day and it's because my birthday was a Thursday and it's a Friday and I get ready to go to school and my friends are texting me and they're like school is closed school is closed and I was like it's not snowing why <laughs> and it was like and they were like oh because the, the whole virus that's happening right now and I always thought that we were going to open after spring break like when our spring break was supposed to happen that's when we were going to open again so I was able to hold off till then but then the moment they were like uh-uh you're not coming back to school we're doing this virtual I was like what am I going to spend my time doing what what do I fill the time with and summer dragged on so much, which I think is the reason why we pushed with this podcast idea so quickly after I was like, hey, let's do this, because I think we were both bored. I don't know, Arvin? Yeah, so after, immediately after, I was like, for the first week or so, I was like, oh, yay, no school, I was, you know, like, no work to do, everything like that, and then they were like, yeah, no, let's make it two weeks now. I was like, okay, that's a bit long, but like, not terrible. I have some things I can do. I can pull out the puzzles from like the basement or whatever. And then they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. So you guys aren't coming back until next year. And then I was like, okay, I have nothing to do. I was just like trying to find things to do. And then Yeshri calls me and she's like, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, I have nothing to do. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. So like for the first couple of weeks of the podcast, I spent so much time doing all of my research and everything like that. And it was great. Have you ever had any experiences with the paranormal? That, yeah, okay, this is going to sound so weird, but... I wouldn't say this is an experience with the paranormal. I don't think I've directly had something happen to me. And I was like, oh my God, that could have definitely been a ghost. But there are times where I would have, where I would have dreams and they would happen in real life. Like, like to the T, same things. Like one of the things I remember the most is I once had this dream. It was so basic. I just walked into a grocery store and there was a cashier guy and he looked at me really weirdly. And then that was like the end of the dream. And so like, I don't know, like five months later, 
we we're on a vacation somewhere and we I walk into this grocery store and there's like the exact same cashier guy who I saw in this dream and he looks at me really weirdly and it was it was the weirdest like feeling of my life that's wild yeah yeah so about that so I get those two a lot but I've recently I've been like thinking and I'm not entirely sure if like you're getting dreams and then you're seeing them in real life or this thing happens in real life and something in our brain is like hey, maybe I dreamed this, but like, we can't tell if we actually did or if it's our brains just making it up. I don't know. It's something I thought about when I get these two. That's why I like to keep a dream journal. I'm really big on that. Yeah. I I like having the receipts, you know? (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I started, um, I learned how to read tarot cards after I started having really weird dreams. Like, I don't think I have many nights where I don't dream anything so I was like maybe this will like help me clear something <laughs> like what is causing this yeah are there any spots specifically in Fairfax that you know are haunted that you would like to explore not really in Fairfax that much we've been trying to actually look into it we were like oh what if we go to one of these places Fairfax really not it's mostly in southern Virginia that you know there's a lot of these really cool like <laughs> scary haunted places yeah yeah, I live in it, and I've seen a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not always super com- comforting. And regardless of how many times it's happened, every time it's still kind of a shock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think is what's happened now is uh, because we're so close to D.C., so much of, like, our area is constantly being rebuilt. Like, things are yeah. being taken down. They're creating new stuff. By my high school, there's, like, building a Whole Foods now. So it's, like, there's, like, always things that are happening. So I think, you know, one of the things that makes buildings haunted is the fact that it's age. You know, things have happened and spirits pass on and whatever. But when you're in these areas where things are just constantly coming down and new things are coming you don't get that like age to it. There's, it, there's, I would like to say that there's not a lot of charm sometimes because there's nothing old, nothing vintage. It's all new and it's all like, like Whole Foods or Target, like these big, there's not little like shops or independent shops. Yeah, that's definitely something that I've noticed about here too. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad, but once you start to go into the cities, that's really the only places left that have those you know, boutique, small businesses. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. It's it's kind of, it's weird when you think about it. And then it's weird when you watch, you know, movies and whatever, and they have the, you know, coming of age movies and they have a kid and they go to these little like shops all the time. And you just look around and you're like, I mean, I could go to Target, but like, <laughs> that's the closest I'm getting. Oh, wow. I didn't realize how, how bad it was in that regard. But I, I mean, that makes sense. You're in northern virginia it's it's commercialized you're having tourists constantly Mm -hmm. so you have to have things that are familiar so i guess that's kind of the the thought process behind that planning there but it does it is kind of sad to not have that history that close by yeah it is it really is and it's kind of weird when you see it uh like when you realize that and then you're just like wait a minute i have not seen like anything original because Whatever's been done, Virginia, I think, is like one of the most historic states because this is where everything started. And then it's kind of just like this could have been such a pivotal place, but like we don't know. 
That's wild. It makes you think, though, maybe they're trying to hide certain parts of the history. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's been, in our area, there's been lots of um, name change happenings for, you know, middle schools because of the Confederacy or like a, like a bad, you know, uh, connotation with it. And so, you know, that's the most that anything's being said right now. That's an interesting thing that I kind of want to explore now. If you go to a library up there and go into the old public records. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all very interesting. I don't know. It's because we're so close to DC that it's, you know, everything has kind of just become DC too. Well, it's not like the actual like area. They gotta, they, it just, you know, expands over. Yeah. What is your favorite place in Virginia? Arvin, do you want to go first? I would probably say, I don't know, I know it's kind of like a cliche, but like Virginia Beach, because we go there a lot, like in the past summers, and it's great, you know, to go there, hang out with everyone. It is super crowded all the time during the summers, which is why areas like North Carolina might be better. But like, when I was a kid, we always went there like every other summer, and it was just like great. I love the whole Charlottesville area, but I am biased towards it because I have, um, my sister goes to UVA. So we went often to visit her and the drive from here to UVA is like the most peaceful drive of your life. And so it's just like, it's a great feeling to there. Also, I think college towns are always just like a fun environment. So it's nice, but also, you know, I'm even more biased to the Fairfax area because that's where we live. And there's some cool, uh, places around here that like are are very fun like we have a place um, it's called mosaic and it's very nice and it's got it's got like a huge lawn area so people would do picnics there and then it's got all these stores and they have other restaurants if you don't want to have a picnic you can like actually do something and it's a it's a cool area they made it pretty well oh that's nice so it's like a almost like an outdoor mall kind of yeah I really do not like shopping that was, <laughs> <laughs> like even online shopping just like bores me so much but my my sister loves to shop and so we just you know we go to our local mall or we just go to these these little areas sometimes they have like little stores like you know still big brands like Madewell or something like that but they have like smaller stores so they feel like a boutique or something um and that's really cool I think the biggest thing that I like to do in the area is just explore food places because I always find that's exciting. And recently I've been on the hunt to find what place has the best Korean barbecue. So that's, that's what's happening. Nice, any top contenders? Um, we went to a place called Iron Age and that was very cool. It was very good. <laughs> Ooh, okay, delicious. How about you, what's your favorite place to eat? Yeah, so um, for eating, I don't really eat out in like good, like a normal sit down restaurant places that much. Like it will either get fast food or we'll get something at home. But um, the few times that we did get something like good, I'll, I do have to say for pizza, California Pizza Kitchens, which Yeshvi did show me to on her birthday is great. It's absolutely great. Um, for shopping, I also absolutely despise shopping. <laughs> There's, I, I really feel like there's no point to it. If you find something that's good and you like it, then just get it. There's no point in like walking around the whole store. But the problem is my entire family like loves walking around the entirety of the store to find something. And they'll just like come back to the original one and get that. I feel your pain. I'm at the point in my life where I'm so old. I just enjoy going to the grocery store. Okay. I have strong opinions about the grocery store because I feel like to me, it stresses me out because I would go with my mom and people are like, 
they're speeding down with their cars and they're on such a mission to get one thing and I'm always so overwhelmed. Yes, there are some stores that I won't go into for that reason, but I, yeah. I have my favorite places that I know I can, you know, leisurely do what I, I need to do and not yeah. feel like I'm going to be rammed with somebody's cart. Yeah, I mean, that I think that's the difference, like, between a place like Wetman's or a place like Trader Joe's. Like, Trader Joe's has got a great vibe to it, and it's, it's never crazy, but Wegmans is always just people running around with their carts. How do you recognize someone from your area or someone from Virginia? I think if, if a lot of people are super dressed up, they're not from the area. If, <laughs> if majority of the people are wearing athleisure wear, they live in this area, they're around here. I think um, a lot of people in area have bumper stickers on their cars that have like the schools that their kids go to so that you know where they're from too and you're like oh that high school yeah I know somebody from there and also I think as big as northern Virginia is, is it's also so small like you know somebody who also knows somebody else that you know but like you don't put that connection together for years sometimes and then you're like wait, you knew them all along? We could have gotten together so much earlier. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what you mean. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, and like to add on to what Yeshvi said, in, uh, there's not like a super big amount of attractions in Northern Virginia. So it's not like we have like tourists from all over the country. It'll be someone coming from like Maryland or DC or up from like, or someone, sorry, from Western Virginia or someplace like that. So you can kind of tell if they're here for like something else, by the way, like they talk, like Yeshvi said, their clothing. And definitely about the cards. If the card does not have either a school on it, a uh, sports thing on it, or just like something that says Virginia on it, then they're, they're not from around here, most likely. Definitely. Oh my gosh. So how do you balance the podcast with school? We keep it towards the summertime because that is, you know, when we will have the most time. The moment school year starts, you know, you have homework, you have tests, you have, you know, you get more friends, so you got to keep up with that. So we do keep it towards the school, the summer, but even now in the summer, we get busy. So it's always, we keep like a schedule, like, okay, the Friday before we release, we have to film. So everything has to be done before that so we can make sure it happens. And so I think that has kept us pretty consistent. Uh, Yeah. Also during the school year for like, um, we do our specials normally during like the times when we have like breaks, like winter break or spring break or something like that. So it's like easier on us. But um, during the summer, since we do it bi-weekly, we'll normally film like whenever we have time and research whenever we have time. But sometimes like to accommodate, we'll be filming at the weirdest times, like 9 p.m. or like four o'clock on a Saturday or, you know, 10 at night on a on a Friday night. Do you record via Anchor and use just the audio or are you also recording video? No, we just do audio on Anchor. I sent him a link and then he joins. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How do you like the way that it works? Do you feel like it's better than Zoom? Oh, I, I like it a lot better. I like that it's, um, I don't think there's any problems with Zoom. Like we did our interview on Zoom and it worked out all fine. Um, but I think with Anchor, it's kind of just, it's already there, which is kind of nice. Right. And then, you know, Ed's, I put together a whole episode in Anchor anyway. So it's kind of just like, okay, that's that's one thing. I still have to add everything else, but that's one thing. Right. <laughs> they did a good job in making it. Um, yes. But, you know, they have good editing tools in Anchor, but sometimes I edit on another service too, just to make sure that everything works out. So it's 
it's so easy to upload or import like a file from anywhere in Anchor that I think you can just do it from anything and it works fine. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what kind of microphone do you use? We use AirPod mics. We don't have really don't have mics. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's awesome. It's got a really great quality of sound. Yeah, that's what we that's what we're always really impressed by. We're like, oh hey, this is pretty good. Are there any messages that you have for our listeners? We are on basically every podcast service. So if you can just search behind the story, you're likely to find us. And we would want you to subscribe and give us a listen because I think we have some pretty great episodes and we hope you enjoy everything that we've put out. Yeah, especially with season two coming out as we go. Just watch all our episodes. The Witches, you know, is an absolutely great one. The rest of our season two episodes are great as well. So Yashvi mentioned that the Scary Stories to Tell in Dark was her first intro into scary stories. It was also mine, and I came to read it first at my very first slumber party. I was five years old. I went to sleep over at the girl's house that lived directly behind us. There were a bunch of girls in my class there, and it was fun, and we all stayed up listening to scary stories with her mom, and then we all went to bed. And I woke up in a puddle. So this was my very own nightmare, and it was not my puddle, but the puddle of pee from the girl sleeping right beside me. Thanks for listening, and remember to follow Love Letters to Virginia podcast on Instagram, Love Letters to Virginia on TikTok, By the way, the Love Letters to Virginia website is officially up. So if you are looking for any updates or if you want to find the easiest way to connect with me to be on the show, go to loveletterstovirginia.com.